Welcome to Zaslow Show 2.0, presented from day one by Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys. You're dealing with any kind of accident, any personal injury, slip and fall, motorcycle, car accident, bike. Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys, 800 747 free. That's 800 747 3733. Title sponsors from day number one. No. Before day number one of Zaslow Show 2.0, my guys Mark Anajar, Glenn Levine, Ellie Anajar, they believe in me. If you're listening to the show right now and you're dealing with any kind of personal injury, I'm sending you to my friends, Anajar and Levine, accident attorneys. You don't have to deal with the insurance companies. You don't have to deal with the medical bills. You need to focus on getting right. That's where they come in. They handle all the stuff that you don't want to be bothered with. You need to make sure you're getting healthy and they're going to make sure you're getting the money that you deserve. Anna John Levine, Accident Attorneys, 800-747-FREE. That's 800-747-3733. Proud title sponsors of Zaslow Show 2.0. Welcome aboard. This is Zaslow Show 2.0. Welcome, Zaslow Show 2.0. It is a Thursday, the 15th of February. Good to have you aboard. Part of the Believe Podcast Network, presented as always by Anna Jar and Levine, accident attorneys, 800 747 3733. And of course, even though football is over, Bet Online continues to be your number one source for all your basketball wagering needs. That includes pro and college hoops all throughout the year with up-to-the-minute odds, stats, trends. You can follow your favorite team's paths to the playoffs with in-game live betting, contests, all the best player props. Experience the world's best wagering platform anytime from your desktop or mobile devices. Head to BetOnline today to become part of the team. Remember to use promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, the game starts here. Glad to have you with us. Thanks to anyone who listened to me last night on ESPN Radio Game Night. And this morning, as uh, as I made an appearance on my man Jonathan Coachman, A.B. Allen Bell, driving the line where we give out the sports betting picks. Those guys every morning live on YouTube, youtube.com slash at driving the line. They're giving out picks every single day. It is a sports betting show. And when they have me on, we get to mix in a lot of the sports talk. I give out picks also. You could always go back and watch that. YouTube.com slash at driving the line. I'm on every Monday, and they sprinkle me in through that throughout the week, like I did today. And I'll be doing tomorrow. We'll do a bunch of NBA all-star props and all that stuff. So join us there. It's another place that you can catch me, and you can catch me live every day. YouTube. Well, every day I do it. YouTube.com slash at driving the line. So obviously, the only way that we start the show today is with the bullshit that happened in Kansas City yesterday. And, you know, I woke up from a nap yesterday, and because I was doing game night last night, it starts at 10 p.m. So I got to get in a schluff at some point during the day. And I wake up from a nap, and, and I see that there's been a shooting at this parade in Kansas City. And, 
you know, for us down here, it comes on a day, six years, right? Six years to the day where February 14th is the anniversary of the Parkland Massacre, Marjorie Stoneman Douglas. So this is an awful day for all of us down here in South Florida. And while this wasn't a school shooting, thank God, uh, uh, I mean, we don't even have the, you, you know, is it a mass shooting or was it people who had a disagreement? We, we don't even know. Thank God there were a bunch of kids who were shot, like nine kids. All of them are expected to be okay and make full recovery. As of right now, there has been one confirmed death. But there really isn't even a whole lot to say about this because, and you know, my father told me this a couple years ago. And he's 100% right. You know, you're going to get all the, the, the thoughts and prayers, which is such bullshit. You're going to get the stuff out there that doesn't equate to anything, to any kind of change. Because nobody cares. Nobody cares. And when I say nobody cares, I don't mean that no one actually cares about what happened. I mean, nobody cares to do anything about it. Nobody cares. And, you know, my, my father said this a couple years ago, and I'll never forget because he's 100% right. When Sandy Hook happened, and you had little kids murdered, and we didn't do anything about it, that was the end. That was, that was the sign that nothing is ever going to change. Nothing's ever going to happen. When we, as a people, when we as a country watch kindergartners mowed down in cold blood, when we watch children murdered, and we don't do anything about it, it's over. That's when you knew, you know, we could fight for change down here, which, you know, thank God the parents of the Parkland Massacre, they they really try their best in trying to to get some real change. But when when we, and when I say we, I, I mean at the highest level of government, when we were okay with children being murdered, That's when it ended. That's when all of this talking about change with gun violence, that's when it all became just a moot point. Nothing is ever going to get done. Never, ever, ever. So you could do all your your, your T's and P's. You could do all your thoughts and prayers. I mean, mean, it it really doesn't mean anything. So the way that I have to look at it when this happens, instead of calling for change, because like, again, there will never be change. When we're okay with kids being murdered and we don't do anything about it, there will never be change. So I, I don't get here and try and talk about change. Politi- and it becomes, you know, the, the whole political situation becomes weaponized when we have something like this. One side wants this. The other side wants this. It's, it's not even worth debating for me. It just comes about, like, the way that I end up reacting to it is I'm just glad these kids who were shot are going to be okay. Because the other stuff, it's not even worth talking about. Nothing is going to happen. Nothing is ever going to change. And the rest of the world, it, if it wasn't so, if it wasn't so sad, they'd be laughing at us. They're not laughing at us because people were shot. They're not actually laughing. But if it wasn't so sad, they'd be laughing at us. We're the only country where this shit happens. We're the only one. And, you know, is it guns? Is it people? We got bad people, man. We do. We got bad people. But there are bad people everywhere. There aren't as many guns everywhere. We love our guns in this country. 
and the rest of the world, <laughs> they look at days like yesterday, and it's an embarrassment for us. We are the worst. We, we are the worst as a country when it comes to this. There's a lot of good things about this country, but overall, we are the fucking worst. And days like yesterday are what that's all about. I believe, I, I don't think that we are going to have these outdoor parade and celebrations anymore. I think, I think yesterday ended that. By the way, like, did you see the size of the fucking guns that they were picking up? Like when that one, you, you had a couple fans who tackled one guy who was running away and the gun that was left behind, I mean, it was a cannon. The guns that were brought into this open area, I guess, where this parade was, I think it's over. I don't think we're going to see these parades anymore. They're going to be in arenas and in stadiums. And unfortunately, you know, if it's in a stadium, you can get 50,000, 60,000 people in there. But some of these parades get up to a million people who live in this city. I think it's over. I think they're going to be in the stadiums where you have a controlled environment, so you can't get the weapons in, and it's all contained. I, I think at least for the time being, I don't think we're going to see these parades anymore. I think it, it has to be in a safer environment now because we are so fucked up as a country. We are the worst. There's no other way to see it. And, and, and who again, like I said, who cares about the political aspect of it? Take our guns, right to bear arms. All, it doesn't matter anymore. It doesn't matter because once the children were murdered, and this was... Back in the early 2000s, right? Once the children at Sandy Hook were murdered, kindergartners were killed, and we didn't do anything, oh, it's over. This conversation ended. It ended. They're never going to do anything about it. So it's not even worth discussing. That's why when yesterday happens, all I care about is, thank God these kids are going to be okay. Nine children, right, I believe it was. Thank God. And it's a, it's, it's a shame that this woman was killed. It's a fucking tragedy. And we are the worst. There's a lot of great things about this country. But overall, because of this stuff, we are the worst. All right. I don't, I don't know how to transition. You know, it happens in the middle of the day yesterday. You got live broadcasts that are out there. We, we, we started every hour on the show last night on ESPN Radio Game Night. Started every hour talking about it. And, and it's funny because we do the first segment. We start the show at 10. I'm doing it with Emmett Golden last night. Q Myers was out. So it's me and Emmett Golden. Which, which is always funny because Emmett's a Cleveland guy. And I do shows sometimes with Aaron Goldhammer, who of course is a Cleveland guy. And I do shows with these Cleveland guys. And you go back to a decade ago with you know the Miami, Cleveland, LeBron, all that stuff. And oh my God, I was so mean to these people. I was so mean to these people. I was so mean to that city. And now I do shows with these people every now and then on ESPN Radio. And they're so nice. And I really like working with them. And I look back. And listen, that's, you know, it's almost 15 years ago. I'm a different person. I was in my late 20s at that point. I'm in my early 40s now. I was a different person. Now, I'm not saying that I I regret my behavior back then because I really don't regret it. But, man, like, I was... I was so mean to these people. I was mean to these hosts. I mean, Goldhammer, who I'm working with this Sunday, doing ESPN Radio Game Day. I was so mean to him back then. And he knows it. 
because he used to mention me on his show. He knows how mean I was. So it's funny that now I work with some of these guys from Cleveland. So I'm doing the show last night with Emmett Golden, and we get done with the first segment. Producer tells us, really good job, guys. Excellent job. And I, I said to her, I, I go, like, did we do a good job? Because it's, it's so hard to, especially doing a sports show. Did we do a good job? Like, I, you don't even really have the words. For, like, am I doing a good job now? I, I don't know. Am I doing a good job these 10 minutes to open up the show? I really don't know. Because you just, you don't know what to say. And the whole thing is fucked up, man. So we, we did a, yeah, we started each hour last night talking about it. And, you know, I'll, I'll be, I'm doing Amber and Ian tonight. So I'm with, I'm with the homegirl Amber Wilson from 7 to 10 p.m. tonight. And we're probably not going to talk about it because it was yesterday's news. And that's exactly how it actually gets treated is now. And now we're not going to talk about it anymore because that, that's, you know, it's all news. We're, we're, we're so used to it. We're used to it. And we're the worst. We are, we are this country. We are just the worst. All right. Let's get to what happened last night. Easy transition, right? All right. So what stood out from college basketball last night, number 13, Auburn killed number 11, South Carolina. Big time SEC matchup, 101-61. That's the only thing from college basketball that stood out last night. A bunch of things here from the NBA. So the Kings and, and all these teams, well, not all of them, but most of them, that Wednesday's always a big night in the NBA because Thursday you hardly get any games because of TNT. Tonight, though, last games before the All-Star break. Last night, Kings 102, Nuggets 98. Nuggets are going to the All-Star break, losers of three in a row. So for the world champs, they're in like that malaise part of the season that the Heat went through when the Heat lost seven in a row. It happens to every team, and the Nuggets are going through it right now. They're glad that the All-Star break is here. The Lakers beat the Jazz, 138-122. No LeBron, because he has to rest before the break. And LeBron, during the game, granted not playing, because he's resting before his break. Going into the fourth quarter, he tweets out 12 more minutes. Woo! So, he can't wait for vacation. The Clippers, 130, Warriors 125. You had a whole thing go. The Clippers came back down double digits in the fourth quarter. Bad loss to the Warriors. Really good sign, though, for the Clippers because James Harden was excellent. And the Warriors blow that game. They blow a huge performance from Stephen Curry. Klay Thompson, the video's all over the place, a boneheaded play where the Warriors, they cut the lead to three with 39 seconds on. 39 seconds. So they have a chance here to defend. Klay Thompson with the intentional foul in the backcourt. You see Steve Curry yelling, no foul, no foul. And his response, he was apoplectic when Clay Thompson commits the foul. Like, are, are you paying attention to the game? You're down three. There's 39 seconds. Not nine seconds. 39 seconds commits the foul. He has been horrendous this year. And he was horrendous last night. And he essentially cost them the game last night. So one of my picks today on driving line, my official crew exclusive pick, was Clay Thompson under 16 and a half points tonight. He's a very emotional player. He's very sensitive. He blew the game for them last night. He was horrible anyway. One of nine from three. I'm going under. 16 and a half points. Klay Thompson tonight. Warriors at the Jazz. Klay Thompson has been under 14 points. 14 or less points. Five of his last seven. So I'm giving you the crew exclusive pick from driving the line. Right here on Zaslow Show 2.0. How you load up? 
So there you go. Also, Celtics beat the Nets by 50 last night. Jacques Vaughn's going to get fired. I could see it happening at the All-Star break here. It, lose by 50? Jacques Vaughn's going to be fired. That Brooklyn Nets team is a major underachiever. But the big story in the NBA last night, right? Suns 116, Pistons 100. What? Why is that a big story? Isaiah Stewart, Pistons center, arrested. Arrested last night because before the game, hours before the game, when the team's arriving at the facility, Isaiah Stewart and Sun center Drew Eubanks, some kind of back and forth. They're chest to chest. They're jawing at each other. And Isaiah Stewart apparently sucker punched him. He gets arrested for assault. Drew Eubanks was fine. He played last night. Isaiah Stewart was inactive anyway. He was arrested because it's assault. Not on the basketball court. Not to work. It's assault. The NBA. Isaiah Stewart's a maniac. You may remember a few years ago. It was in 2021. When he had to be held back. He was trying to run all over the court. To get at LeBron and fight him. Because he got bloodied. He's a maniac. Isaiah Stewart. And. It's one thing to fight in game. You can't fight on the loading dock. You can't fight in the arena bowels. You can't fight outside the floor. Can't fight anywhere. But the NBA is going to make, I think they're going to make a major example out of him. I think you're getting a major suspension coming. And when I say major suspension, uh, I think at least five games is a major suspension, right? I think he's getting at least five games and a hefty fine. The NBA is going to make an example out of Isaiah Stewart. What caused the fight? I mean, hours before the game, different teams. Isaiah Stewart, Drew Eubanks. What caused the fight? God forbid you get a reporter after the game who tries to get to the bottom of it. But Isaiah Stewart arrested yesterday for throwing a punch at Drew Eubanks before the game. Ridiculous. And that right there is a little bit of what happened last night. All right. Now, Heat, Panthers, got that double dip last night. You know what we're talking about. So, I told you what the schedule was last night. Heat game at 7, Panthers at 7.30, Zaslow on game night on ESPN Radio. And then, after I did the show, you know how we did. Sat down on the couch, had my cracked open a Johnny Cuba to wind down before I go to bed. That's right. Johnny Cuba, official beer of Zaslow Show 2.0. European roots with that Caribbean soul. A refreshing German lager in a can. Pick up a six-pack of Johnny Cuba for yourself. That's how you can enjoy the Panther game tonight. Maybe you'll listen to me with Amber Wilson doing Amber and Ian on ESPN Radio while you're enjoying a Johnny. Pick up a six-pack of Johnny Cuba, your local Sedanos, Presidente, Winn-Dixie, Fresco y Mas. And when you enjoy a Johnny in the comfort of your own home, that means you're drinking responsibly. And of course, don't forget Johnny Cuba's mantra, stay tranquilo. So it is Thursday, which means we do have uh, a mailbag. We have Zaslow Show 2.0 mailbag. We'll get to that coming up. Uh, first, though, Panthers, Heat, double dip last night. That's what I'm talking about. Let's start things off here with the Panthers. Panthers on national TV. You know I love that. I love when the rest of the country, and by the way, Kenny Albert joined us yesterday. He had the call NHL on TNT last night. So if you missed any of that, you can always go back to Zaslow Show, uh, youtube.com slash at Zaslow Show, or just go back to yesterday's podcast. Kenny Albert, always great. He joined us yesterday. We did a little on that. But the Panthers, national TV last night, K-1 
kick the shit out of the Penguins. It's a scoreless game after the first period. We get to the second, and now the Panthers, they get going. And Forslund winds up with it. Here's it ahead for Florida. Penalty is over. Rodriguez out of the box. Here's Rodriguez moving in across. They score! Rodriguez right out of the penalty box. Sets up Matthew Kachuk. Matthew Kachuk makes it 1-0. Beautiful feed. Puts the Panthers up. 36 seconds later, I think it was. How about Jonah Gadjevich with his second goal of the season? The goal coming just six seconds after the penalty expired. Here's Montreux with a shot. Score! Deflected in front. That's right off the deflection from Brandon Montour. Shot from the point. And now the Panthers are ro- now they're cooking with gas. Up 2-0. Shortly after that, still in the second period, Aaron Ekblad cashes in. Battling with Sam Bennett. Puck comes back out. Ekblad has some room. Moving in. Shoots. Score! 3-0 Florida. All right. And that, now the Panthers are just being greedy pigs. Now they're pouring it on still. In the second period, with his fifth goal of the season, Anton Lundell. Two-time Stanley Cup champion with Los Angeles. Had it strict. Cousins, lead pass, Kachuk. Kachuk moving in. Score! Third point for Kachuk. The Penguins would manage to get one before the end of the period. So four goals in the second period for the Panthers. And the Panthers, they would go up 5-1 with the second goal of the game. Sixth of the season from Anton Lundell. The Penguins would add one more. 5-2 final, Panthers win, and now tonight they are in Buffalo, Sabres are not any good, Sam Reinhardt against his old team, Reinhardt 39 goals, he did not score last night, I'll give you another pick that I made on driving the line this morning, how about this, Sam Reinhardt over half a goal, yep, let's go with Sam Reinhardt scoring tonight, Sam Reinhardt over half a goal, it's plus 115, and here's my rationale, over his last 21 games, Sam Reinhardt has 21 goals. He didn't score last night. He's due. That's a good thing. He didn't score any of those five goals last night. Still, 21 goals in his last 21 games. I love Sam Reinhardt tonight at his old team to get his 40th goal of the season. How you love that? So the Panthers, they get the win last night. That team is fucking awesome. I love them. I love them. And of course, you had the double dip where the Heat started seven. This was a back and forth game. So it's actually a really good game. And yes, the Sixers are obviously without Joel Embiid. But look, the Heat are on the second out of a back-to-back. No Jimmy Butler. No Terry Rozier. So it's a tight game. You actually had a huge shot from Tyler Hero late, which put the Heat up six with about a minute and a half to go. Hero led the Heat with 23. Bam had 23 points and 13 rebounds. I think the big story, though, Duncan Robinson, back-to-back nights, Big performances, over 20 points, both of these last two games. Last night, he had 20 again. He was 5 of 7 from 3. The night before in Milwaukee, he was 6 of 8 from 3, 23 points. So, Duncan, it's, they got to find a way, not for Duncan to play more, but I wish there was a way they could have Duncan in the starting lineup and Tyler come off the bench. Doesn't mean that Tyler doesn't finish the game. You want to finish with all the scorers out there. All right. Rozier, Hero, Butler, Robinson, Adebayo. And if not Robinson there, or or if not Hero, you can go Martin because of defense. But when Robinson is on the floor, he was the best last night for the Heat. Plus minus, plus 14. 
he really stretches the floor for this team. And I love the idea of Hero with that second unit, especially right now with Josh Richardson out. But at this point in his career, and at this point in the season, they're not moving Hero to the bench. Like, it's going to feel like a demotion. It's going to look like a demotion. It's just going to be up to Coach Spo to rotate the players accordingly where maybe Tyler leaves five minutes into the game to take his first breather. Duncan then comes in. Tyler returns into the first quarter. It's going to be up to Spo to rotate the lineup accordingly so you have as many shooters on the floor as possible. And by the way, I'm only saying that when Rozier returns, because we know Rozier is going to start. The backcourt right now of Hero and Robinson together is fantastic because you have so much scoring out there. There's so much shooting out there. These guys spread the floor. But once Rozier comes back, I hate the idea of Robinson going to the bench. Nikola Jovic last night coming off the huge performance, 24 points the night before. He only had three, but that, that doesn't worry me at all. Clearly, the team knows what they're doing with him. Uh, and the bench was great last night. Haywood Highsmith, Jaime Hawkes Jr., who's in the dunk contest this weekend. How you love that? So, overall, the Heat go into the All-Star break. Winners of 5 of 7. They're 30 and 25 on the year now. And you get a little bit of a break now. We're hoping that Rozier could be back either right after the All-Star break or soon after the All-Star break. Same thing with Jimmy. I would expect him to be back soon as well. And the Heat are even in the loss column right now with number six, Indiana. Pacers are 31 and 25. Heat are 30 and 25. It's going to be, well, you say it's going to be tough to catch Philly. Maybe not because with Embiid out, they're three back of Philly in the loss column. They actually should be able to catch Philly. So I think it's going to be very tough to catch New York. Milwaukee, although New York 0 5 since the trade deadline, they're very banged up. They need the All Star break bad. If the Heat, I think the goal here, the second half of the season, you're not going to catch top three, which is Boston, Cleveland, Milwaukee. I think the goal has to be get to that five seed. Get to that five seed and potentially play the New York Knicks in the first round. I mean, that's what we're talking about, right? And this does feel like those late 90s Knicks teams. Last year was a great series. I think the goal for the Heat the second half here is you want to try and get to that five seed. The five seed with Indiana in a tie right now in the loss column and no Embiid even though you're three games back. I think the goal is going to be catching Philadelphia for the number five seed here in the second half of the season. We know Eric Spolstra teams are great in the second half of the year and this is a Heat team that has faced a ton of adversity injury-wise here in the first half and still sit 30-25. and 25. They were 32-27. and 27 at the All-Star break last year. So, four fewer games, but better record, all right? 30-25, and 25, heading into the All-Star break. And what are we talking? 27 games remaining. So, can this team get to 48-ish wins? Uh, that's 18-9 and nine the rest of the way. 40, 48 wins, 18-9 the rest of the way. Do I have that right? Uh, yeah, I believe so. I would, I would say that's doable. Here's going to be the big key. The Heat are great on the road. 15 and 12. 15 and 13 home. That's not going to cut it. Got to be better at home. So if we take a look at what the Heat's schedule looks like immediately after the break. Next Friday. They're at New Orleans. Then at Sacramento. At Portland. At Denver. That's a tough trip. 
New Orleans is really good. Sacramento's pretty good. We know who Denver is. That's a tough trip. You want to come out of that trip two and two. Then you come home for Utah and Detroit. Then at Dallas, at Oklahoma City. So, I'll tell you something. These eight games coming right out of the break. This is no joke. So, rest up during the All-Star break. Hopefully come back a little healthier. Add Jimmy. Hopefully add Terry Rozier. Because these eight games coming out of the break. Again, I'll repeat it for you. Right out of the break. Four-game trip. New Orleans, Sacramento, Portland, Denver. Then you come home for two against Utah and Detroit. And then you're at Dallas and at Oklahoma City. Then the schedule softens up a bit for uh, for the next week or two after that. But eight games right out of the shooting of the All-Star break. That's no joke. Tell you what else is no joke. When you're, when you're thinking about getting a new home, you want to make sure you go to a trusted real estate broker. Someone who's going to be able to help you get the home that you're looking for at the best price out there in the neighborhood. Someone who knows the area. And that's why I send you to one of our great sponsors from my wrestling podcast. It's still real to me. Your trusted real estate broker is Matthew H. Mashler, Signature Real Estate Finder. If you're looking for your dream home in any part of beautiful South Florida, look no further than Matthew H. Mashler. You call him today, you tell him exactly what you're looking for. 561-208-3334. 561-208-3334. Go to realestatefinder.com. Maybe you have properties, you're looking to unload it. Maybe you figure, you know what? Now is the time to sell. Need a little bit of extra money. Matthew H. Mashler, your trusted real estate broker, will help you sell your current property. Maybe you're just ready to, you're already in the business. Maybe you're just ready to join the signature team, ready to take your real estate career to the next level. The signature real estate companies are South Florida's industry leaders, ranked number one in Boca Raton, one of the tops in the entire state of Florida, with offices all throughout, including Delray Beach, Coral Springs, Fort Lauderdale, Miami, Naples, Orlando. The signature team is where you want to be. So whether you're buying your dream home, you're selling your property, or you're just looking to join the best in the business, Matthew H. Mashler, 561-208-3334, or go to realestatefinder.com. Matthew H. Mashler, your pathway to exceptional real estate experiences. All right. All right, so let's get to it here. It's Thursday. You know how we do. I put out the bat signal this morning. Let's do some Zaslow Show 2.0 mailbag. I love getting questions from you guys. I love being able to answer on any topic, not just sports. I get a lot of sports questions, but I'm I'm talking about everything. Like, whatever you want. Nothing is off limits. I'm always trying to think of, and if you can think of something, you could always hit me up on Twitter, at Zaslow Show. You can hit me up on my DMs as well. Ladies, DMs are always open for you, honeys. But if you got ideas on how to incorporate my listeners even more into the show, I would love to hear it. This is one of those ways. So I like doing mailbag where we can take questions on anything from you guys. So let's start things off. This question here, it's on Instagram. This is from uh, Anish Rx. And he says, Zaz, tell us your thoughts on Hassan Whiteside retiring and having made $100 million. You know, Hassan Whiteside, I, I, I think it's a bad rap. Now, a lot of it's deserved. At times, he was lazy, brutal body language, all right? And he's pretty dopey. So I list all those things like Zaslow. What are you talking about? He gets a bad rap. Like, you just ri- you just listed all the reasons why he gets a bad rap. And if that's what you're saying to yourself, yeah, I guess you're probably right. But overall, I'll, I'll remember Assam Whiteside fondly for his years here. I really will. 
especially the first couple years, because the team was down. He gave you a little bit of hope. And, and look, should they have given him that contract? It's real easy to say no when the answer is absolutely. They were able to then use that contract to acquire Jimmy Butler. When you sign a player to that money, it creates a salary slot, which then you could trade for another big-time player. And if they didn't keep us on Whiteside, they would have had to trade someone else making that money to acquire Jimmy Butler. Who would that have been? Would they have even been able to acquire Jimmy Butler if they didn't sign us on Whiteside to that contract and flip him to Portland? So I, I, I don't have negative thoughts or feelings about Hassan Whiteside and his time here. And I know, like, Kyle Lowry, easily most unlike, uh, least favorite player in Heat history for me. <clears throat> Hated his guts. And by the way, I mean, last night, how bad did you want him to be playing for the Sixers last night? He, I can't wait for the Heat to face him. No, he would not have had a big game. He would have stunk. And Lowry can't play for the Sixers because he's, Returning to conditioning. What's he been doing the last two weeks? So apparently for the next week and a half or whatever, through this All-Star break, he's going to be ramping up to return to playing condition. What's he, like, why wouldn't he have been doing that the last couple of weeks? He sucks. So people will throw at me Zaslow, Hassan Whiteside, definitely, definitely less like player than Kyle Lowry. But here's the thing. Hassan, on his worst day, would roll out of bed and get you a double-double. So, no. I Kyle Lowry, by far the most unlikable player Miami Heat history for me. I, I'm Overall, I'll think back fondly of Hassan Whiteside's time here. This question is from Nick Valmaxis. Tell me why Jovich is not getting more playing time. I think he just needs minutes. All right, so here's the thing. We can look at a game like last night. Well, like two nights ago. Last night, he only had three points. Second out of a back-to-back. But we could look at a game like a couple nights ago where he has 24 points and he was great. And you say, why isn't he playing more? What are they doing? Here's the thing. I would say what they're doing is handling him perfectly. He's 20 years old. And every now and then, we're seeing nights like two nights ago in Milwaukee. They clearly know what they're doing with him. And they're playing a long game here. This is someone they clearly view who could be part of their core future. And the way that they're bringing him along and the way that he is continuing to improve shows me they're doing it the exact perfect way. So I'm not here to criticize or ask them to play him more. Nights like two nights ago show you this is a player for them. It's not going to be right now on a regular basis, but they clearly know what they're doing. Next question is from a man, Julian. He says, what's going on, big dog? Hey, what's going on, Julian? Why does NBA Today on ESPN hate on the Heat so hard? Do they? I don't watch it very often. I feel like Kendrick Perkins usually has good things to say about the Heat. Uh, yeah, do you feel that way that they they hate on the Heat very hard? I, I, I don't know. I, I guess I'm maybe I'm not watching it enough. I don't necessarily feel that way. Next question here is from Kyle Miller. It says, Hey, love the show. Any way to hear an early MLS prediction? Well, you know, you know I'm an inaugural season ticket holder for Inter-Miami, right? Okay. And their season is starting up soon. But here's what I would say. While I watch every Inter-Miami game, 
I watch every Inter-Miami game. I don't watch the other games. I don't watch the other teams. I'm not an MLS... I'm comfortable telling you what I know and telling you what I don't know. I know about Inter-Miami. I don't follow the rest of MLS. I only have so much time between all the sports, between work and watching all the pro wrestling throughout the week. I can't watch it all. Next question is from Alex. Will you ever change Twitter Jam to X Jam? No, no, no. This is Twitter. No. Saul asks, Zaslow, should the Heat add someone after All-Star Weekend? Well, if someone becomes available, buyout market that they can that, that they're able to add, I mean, I guess so. And he says here, Roman Reigns pulling double duty at Mania. Good idea. Well, do we know that yet? We know that night two is Roman versus Cody. That's going to be awesome. I guess we're thinking night one could be Roman and Rock versus Seth Rollins and Cody Rhodes. I don't necessarily buy that we're getting that night one because God forbid you have an injury suffered in that match from one of those guys and Roman can't compete the next night or Cody can't compete the next night or Seth Rollins, he's not going to defend the world title. I, I'm not sold that that's the match night one. Roman pulling double duty, if, if there's another match, like, could it actually end up being... Because we have about two months until WrestleMania. Could we actually still be getting Roman Rock Night 1? I hope so. I, Roman pulling double duty, I think in general is a good idea. I don't know if that tag match is what is actually happening. Nick Sex says, Zazla, you made it clear you want overrated Doc Rivers and the Bucks in round one and aren't scared of the Celtics. Is there a potential round one matchup out there you would prefer to avoid? I would love the Bucs. I think the Bucs will lose into the first round no matter who they play. I'd be totally good with playing Philadelphia too. Never scared of them. Never never scared. I'm not scared of the Celtics either. But the Celtics would be a very difficult matchup. So it's not that... It's not that I definitely think the Heat would beat the Celtics. I'm just not scared of them. Do I want the Heat to play the Celtics in the first round? I'd rather avoid that in the first round. I'd rather play them and say... The Eastern Finals. Next question is, uh, let's see, this is Roller Out the Barrel Podcast. All right, I've never heard from you guys. I like it, though. And it's asking me here, Zazla, what would have caused more outrage? If Andy Reid was black or if Travis Kelsey was black? I love questions like this. Excellent question. So what you're asking me here is, would the reaction have been more severe if it was a white player, Travis Kelsey, yelling at a black coach? Or if it was a black player yelling at white Andy Reid? The answer's gotta be it would look a whole lot worse if it was a black player doing the yelling. Because then you come off as angry, out-of-control black man. So yes, the answer is the, the outrage would have absolutely been heavy if Travis Kelsey were black. He'd have been out-of-control, rageful black man if that's what would have happened. That's, I, like, I like that. I like that question. That's a good question. Joseph is asking here, why does it feel like the Heat shooters shoot much better when we're missing guys? Especially if it's either missing Jimmy or Tyler. Is having both Jimmy and Tyler together hurting the Heat? No. I'm never going to believe having more guys healthy, talented guys healthy, is going to hurt the Heat. But I do think when we're missing Jimmy, you got the shooters on the floor more. Robinson, Hero... It spreads the floor, it opens things up for Bam, and in turn then opens things up for the shooters. 
But when we get to the playoffs, the game is more half court. The game slows down. You got to get to the free throw line. It's a physical game. And that's why Jimmy is so money in the playoffs. Like that is Jimmy's MO. That is his style of play. And that's why you could see the Heat right now, the way that the Heat are are handling Jimmy Butler throughout the season. Not right now because it's a personal situation, but their entire MO, just get Jimmy healthy to the playoffs. The playoffs are his style. Robert B. asks, are the Panthers Stanley Cup Finals or bust this year? Looking better than last year with us falling three games short. I think if we don't make it again, it's a bit of a disappointment. Also, do we re-sign Reinhardt? Well, the Reinhardt part, it's going to be hard because it's a hard salary cap in the NHL. So it's not like they can get fancy and figure out a way to fit him. He's going to have to give them a little bit of a discount. I'm hoping that situation works out. As far as Stanley Cup Finals are bust this year, a thousand percent. They were in the Stanley Cup Finals last year, and they're better this year. They're a lot better this year. The way that they played, the style Paul Maurice was trying to get them to play all throughout the year, and they finally clicked in the playoffs. The way they're playing in the playoffs is how they've been playing all season this year. And you see what they're doing. So, yeah, a thousand percent it's Stanley Cup Finals or bust. Matter of fact, it's when the Stanley Cup Finals are bust. They already got to the Stanley Cup Finals. Now let's win it. And finally, my man Sean said, and he's a big Celtics fan, you gotta remember. Big Boston guy. My man Sean says, how does a Heat fan take umbrage with a dirty player, he's, he's air quoting me, like Jalen Brown while holding Dwayne Wade in such a high regard for being a maniacal competitor? Be consistent, be fair. All right, what I would say is, it doesn't have to be a what about situation. If you believe Dwayne Wade was dirty, that doesn't mean that when I see other players being dirty, I'm just okay with it. It doesn't make it okay. First of all, welcome to sports. But second, just because a guy who you think was dirty was someone who we loved and had a lot of success for, doesn't mean that anytime another player out there is dirty, we just have to be okay with it. You don't have to be okay with it. That's what aboutism. One doesn't have to do anything with the other. I'm watching a game the other night, and Jalen Brown committed a very dirty play. Whether I like Dwayne Wade or not, whether I think Dwayne Wade is dirty or not, has nothing to do with Jalen Brown trying to break Duncan Robinson's elbow. Doesn't have anything to do with it. And that right there is another edition of Zaslow Show 2.0 Mailback. I was very angry that night. You know what helped me sleep, though? Sheets and giggles. Yeah, that's right. I was so angry that night. I mean, I'm, I'm cursing that Jalen Brown. I, if I saw Jalen Brown, you know, sheets and giggles helps me get the greatest sleep in my life. If I saw Jalen Brown, I wouldn't... I want sheets and giggles to have success, but I would never recommend sheets and giggles to Jalen Brown. I, I wouldn't tell him about sheets and giggles because I don't want him to get great sleep. Yeah, that's right. I know it's like a crazy thing to say, but... I don't want Jalen Brown to get good sleep. So I would never tell him about Sheets and Giggles. Soft, cool, the most breathable sheets out there. If you're looking to get the best sleep of your life, you get your bed sheets, just like the Zaslow family, at SheetsGiggles.com. And here's the thing. My man Colin, he's the founder and CEO of Sheets and Giggles. When you go to SheetsGiggles.com, he's always got the promotions, the sales. But if this is your first ever time going to SheetsGiggles.com, and again, I would never tell Jalen Brown about Sheets and Giggles. I know... I want as many customers as possible for Sheets and Giggles, but 
I, I don't care about Jalen Brown getting good sleep, so I would never tell him about SheetsGiggles.com. But when you go to SheetsGiggles.com for the very first time, use promo code ZADSLOW at checkout. You'll get 20% off your first order. How you love that? SheetsGiggles.com, promo code ZADSLOW, and you're going to become one of over 100,000 Americans who are sleeping on sheets and giggles, getting the best sleep of your life, the softest, coolest, most breathable sheets, and you're never turning back. Promo code ZADSLOW, 20% off your first order. SheetsGiggles.com, SheetsGiggles.com. If you're thinking about getting a new car, I love having North Fort Lauderdale Subaru on Zaslow Show 2.0. I love when my listeners get great deals. And that's why I send you to the only car dealership I personally endorse she- at North Fort Lauderdale Subaru. There's a lot to love at North Fort Lauderdale Subaru this month with incredible offers on all new Subarus in stock as well as every pre-owned vehicle on their lot. That's right. Right now at North Fort Lauderdale Subaru, You can make zero down payment, make zero payments for three months, make zero security deposit. North Fort Lauderdale Subaru, they're providing customers with an exceptional experience at their brand new state-of-the-art facility on North Andrews Avenue. It's that beautiful building. You can see it from I-95 at the Cypress Creek Road exit. You're going to get a relaxed indoor car shopping experience and whatever you're looking for, truck, SUV, car, used cars of every make and model. You're sure to find your next vehicle at North Fort Lauderdale Subaru. NFLSubaru.com, North Fort Lauderdale Subaru, the location you know with an experience you'll love. Let's get to big deal or not a big deal. Big deal or not a big deal. So you know I love yesterday, first take Wednesdays. That means my man Christopher Mad Dog Russo is telling you what he's all riled up and mad about. And here he is on the Taylor Swift Super Bowl coverage. They went to that box 12 times. 12 times! Yeah, he only caught one ball in the first half! I'm not interested! They couldn't pick out Len Dawson out of a lineup for crying out loud! You think they know who Curry Cope was? I mean, 10, 12 times! 12 times! He had one catch in the first half! I mean, on defense, crossing her finger! Oh my! And listen, I understand she's a huge, huge star! relationship I swear to God I love the relationship on the field it's legit and everything else but it's a football game that's what it is it is a football game and every and you know what now you know why fans get annoyed in Buffalo and Baltimore they think it's a conspiracy well they want the Chiefs to win so he gets all the calls because they want to capitalize on Taylor Swift all right I told you how I feel about this they show fans all throughout the game random fans I'd much rather see one that I know. I'd much rather see Taylor Swift. This is not a big deal, dog. You got to settle down. Big deal or not a big deal. So Pat McAfee took a shot the other day at Bill Simmons and his bad bets and lack of follows on his parlay advice. Bill Simmons on his podcast, you know he was going to respond. Everybody's ratings are basically up except for the NBA and whoever replaced the 12 p.m. sports center. Uh, if your ratings don't go up, it's probably a bad sign. All right, in case you don't know, Pat McAfee's show did replace the 12 p.m. Sports Center. So now we now we got a beef. Is McAfee going to respond today? I don't know. I can't wait to find out. Big deal or not a So I'm going big deal. Big deal or not a big deal. Finally, the OG Show podcast. That's you, Donis Haslam, and Mike Miller. They had Jason Williams on with them in their most recent episode. White Chocolate. Love Jason Williams. I was a huge fan 
when he was with the Heat. And here's Jason Williams' account of the now infamous Shaq Pat Riley fight at practice right before the team traded him. Shaq said, don't go no fucking well. So I'm, I'm, you know, I'm like, well, I'm, I'm me. I'm like, who am I? Like, I gotta go. That's Pat Riley. I gotta go. He told me to go. I'm finna get my ass up out of here. So I'm walking muslin on over there. It's a, it's, you know, that big old, big old square thing of bubble gun on yeah, wheels. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, I'm so mad. I'm gonna pick this bitch. I'm gonna sling it right at everybody over there. But I'm gonna pick that bitch up. That bitch weighed 10 million pounds, bitch. I'm like, whoa. So I'm now I'm like, now I'm kind of embarrassed. Like, what? Am, so I just push the bitch over. <laughs> Gum go flying everywhere. It's like everywhere. So I'm just down in the shower. I'm in the shower, right? Not I doing my thing. And all here is like a herd of elephants like coming down the stairs. Like, are they coming to whoop my ass or what now? But it's like. They're going, Shy, no, get your clothes on. You ain't leaving long. You ain't leaving long. And they done went through all this shit that he done talking about. He done slung UD up out of the way. Excuse me, sir. Get up out of here. Zoe, Big Zoe, like, no, you ain't. Big Zoe, bitch, get on up. Next thing you know, Big Zoe and, and, and GP down there playing horse with Buddy. Yeah, yeah listen, <laughs> ain't nobody want nothing big fella. No, no sir. Ain't nobody you want nothing big fella. You know who wants something big? You know who wants something big fella? Rouse. Rouse was with the smoke. Yeah, what you want? Rouse was with the smoke. Yes, sir. Rouse told that motherfucker. Rouse slapped Sham. Get your fucking finger out of my That's right. face, That's motherfucker. Right. I said, oh, shit, you finna kill him. Yeah, he is. <laughs> I said, you finna kill, kill him. him. You finna kill him. But I goddamn it, Pat Riley would have died that day fighting. He was with it. What? And God. that's that day when I realized I had the most, I already yeah. had respect for Riles, but that day I was like, okay. All of it. He with, all, he with the shit. All right, I'm going, I'm going not a big deal. I like hearing Jason Williams' account, but man, we, we know what went down. That story's been told a hundred times. It's funny, though, hearing it from Jason Williams' perspective. I'm going not a big deal. And that right there is another edition of Big Deal, Not a Big Deal. Yes. All right. Fun show today. Again, if you want to get your picks for tonight's gambling action, go to YouTube.com slash line. I was on with those guys this morning, Jonathan Coachman, Alan Bell. I'm on with them every Monday and sometimes other days throughout the week. I'll be on with them again live 10 a.m. YouTube.com slash line. We'll do some NBA All-Star Weekend plays. That'll be fun. Tonight, listen to me and your girl Amber Wilson, 7 to 10 p.m. ESPN Radio. And Ian, I hope you hang out with us tonight. Today's show brought to you in part by Bet Online. Thanks so much for hanging out. Everybody behind the scenes, you guys did a really terrific job putting the show together today. Can't do it without you. We'll talk to you on Zazlo Show 2.0 tomorrow. You know what that means. Ah, the show is over. What better time now than to go out back with a six-pack of Johnny Cuba. That's right. That's what I look forward to after every show. And now my day's work is done. I got a six-pack of Johnny Cuba. We're talking European roots with a Caribbean soul. I'm going to sit outside by the pool here at the Zaslow Mansion and just enjoy the rest of my day. Having a Johnny Cuba makes me feel like I'm right back in the Caribbean. We're talking a refreshing German lager in a can. You can get it anywhere. Sedanos, Presidente, Winn-Dixie. And right now, you got special holiday prices on six-packs of Johnny Cuba. Make sure you pick up your Johnny Cuba merch as well. We got the hot sauce coming up. Johnny Cuba, stay tranquilo because more is always brewing.